0: Face. Joe, he's Patrick Mahomes, Zachary, and he has looked like not Patrick Mahomes <laughs> the whole start of the season. <laughs> why no, are you going Zach- to
1: a second overtime with this team? You really want to shoot out with Caleb Williams? There's a problem. Her, there's Don't a hate problem. me. Hate the light pole. Don't hate if me. You, hate the light pole.
0: It was the Lions. Whatever. They lost. Here's Beautiful why. game. By the Here's way. why they lost. I have one. been on the Lions' side since day one. I keep breaking my
1: chair. Zach just went right for Joe's chin there. (laughs) Thanksgiving week. It's always my favorite week of football. November's in full force. Zach's still getting ready for the episode here. Uh, November's in full force. Football's in full force. Uh, Sitting around the table with family and friends rooting against the Cowboys. Waiting to see if the Lions will finally get to eat some turkey themselves for once, oh, you know.
2: Let's go, Lions! <laughs> well,
1: uh, Friday, you know, Black Friday shopping. I never go, but watching Michigan battle it out against Ohio State in the game every year, catching the Egg Bowl and all the other wild rivalries of rivalry weekend of college football, which always comes around Thanksgiving. Quiz time, Egg Bowl. Which one is it? It's uh, Mississippi. I'm Mississippi ready. State. Why is it the the egg?
2: I have no idea why it's
1: the egg bowl, to be honest, but it's always a weird game. Um, (laughs) Doesn't get much better than Thanksgiving week of football. Uh, Not only does it not get much better, we have some massive, massive stakes for this weekend of college football. No,
0: we have turkey.
1: Oh, that's true. But (laughs) with with, uh, championship (laughs) week coming up next week, there's a lot of close conferences right now, a lot of things could shake up this weekend um welcome football fans to under the lights episode 11 i'm your host ethan to my left as usual that's joe to my right that's zach uh hopefully you're all having a wonderful holiday week but buckle in because we got football for you we got some football talk for out you uh speaking of thanksgiving week you know before we dive in here i gotta ask what is your guys's favorite Thanksgiving food. It can be anything. It can be entree, it can be size. So, it can a, be a dessert. There's
0: two answers. There's two answers and there's nothing else acceptable. It's those cheesy potatoes okay. with corn flakes on it. Mm-hmm. And those are so good. Do you know there's like and eight then, different
1: names for those? Texas potatoes, party that. potatoes, funeral potatoes, cheesy potato. Dude, there's so many different names. Funeral yeah, potatoes? Yeah, that's actually yeah. a name for them. I'm not even kidding. Right. They call them different things like everywhere. It's weird. And then pumpkin
0: pie. (laughs) Pumpkin pie is so
1: good. I don't know if you guys are big casserole people. I'm a big green bean casserole guy, mostly because my mother makes an elite green bean casserole.
2: You you could name any Thanksgiving food and I... <laughs> Joe's at the I, table, baby. Like you side no, me up, man. I, I, I don't only just fill up the plate <laughs> one time. I fill it up twice we love just that. to make sure I get are guys, everything. Are you, are you guys stuffing, guys? Do you like stuffing? I like stuffing. Uh, yeah.
1: me, I'll tolerate stuffing, but there's like a lot that. of other things I'm throwing. It's got to be player. dry, though. It's got to like be dry, yeah, dry I stuffing. hate a moist stuffing because I don't like moist bread. That's weird to me. It's, it's soggy. It's not as good.
0: Or like yeah. the carrot mash, I don't know what it actually is called. <laughs> it's like it literally just look like it looks like yeah, baby food. It anything, looks like orange
1: baby food. Anything mashed it's cooked up carrots. Potatoes, I'm, I'm cool with that. That might be it. You know, that very goat <laughs> yeah. could be it. Zach just thinks it's <laughs> I think, carrots. I think, this whole time? <laughs> I think I'm stupid. I think I'm stupid. I'm a big green bean casserole guy. Anything potatoes is elite. Um turkey or ham, I guess, is another good question. <laughs> ham. Yeah.
0: Caleb's Caleb's turkey is really good, but I'm more of a it's, ham
2: guy. It depends on who cooks what. Yeah. But I prefer turkey over ham. That's I, crazy. If it's a really good
1: the- smoked turkey with some like raspberry a little over over the top. Mm.
0: Do you prefer the darker meat on turkey?
2: Oh yeah, dark yeah. meat, dark meat turkey for sure. It's, it's juicier. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll eat. Come on, though. I'm with Joe, though. I'll eat pretty much yeah, anything my mom's calling. on got to get out of here. I'll <laughs> eat pretty much anything on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Zach's mom's asking about Thanksgiving plans. Uh, let us know down below. Actually, I just found out what I was doing. Let us know Literally down like below what uh, what are your guys' favorite Thanksgiving food is. We want to know. We want to know what your guys' is. Hopefully, you guys have a wonderful wonderful holiday here before yes, we get going yes. we want to ask you guys if you're watching hopefully you've made it to this point otherwise you have an awful attention span but either way um subscribe and we down, hope subscribe, you have a bad Thanksgiving bell. if you're listening well I'll never hope that but uh, <laughs> if you're listening over on <laughs> podcast follow over there give it a rating let us know how you're feeling about these episodes but uh with that said we're gonna get right into talking some football we've got winners and losers per the usual that's how we deliver our college football here uh, first winner uh, Washington has clinched their Pac-12 title spot as we figured they would but uh, there's one more spot there's one more spot up for grabs and it gets a little bit tricky first of all Arizona has now won I believe five straight games I think they've won five yeah. straight games they are six okay. and two in conference play Oregon is seven and one okay so You've got the final Civil War this weekend. Technically, that's not the name anymore, um, but that's the matchup between Oregon and Oregon State. If Oregon State is to win the matchup this weekend, then Arizona would play. Arizona has to beat Arizona State as well. But if Arizona wins this weekend, Oregon loses to Oregon State. Arizona is now in the Pac-12 championship game because... Arizona and Oregon do not play each other. So it goes down to next common opponent. Both of them have lost to Washington, so that cancels out. So it goes to the next common opponent. That would be Oregon State. Arizona already beat Oregon State. So if Oregon is to lose to Oregon State and Arizona wins, they have to do that as well. Then we've got an Arizona versus Washington Pac-12 title game. Oregon just has to win. If Oregon wins, they're in. But man, we could get Oregon's winning by thirty. We could still get a doomsday scenario there in the Pac-12. Who who would have thought? Who would have thought
2: this Arizona team would just rattle off a bunch of Ws like they have? They've been known to be resilient in the past. I think this coaching staff has put a lot of work in on this team, especially like getting them to buy into like the Arizona
1: culture. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of this coaching staff. In like week four, I believe, we were talking about Jed Fish as being a clown coach when they were playing USC. You guys see the intro when I talk about a shootout with Caleb Williams. That's Jed Fish not knowing overtime rules of college football right there is what we were talking about. And now here he is with a chance to put Arizona in the Pac-12 championship for the first time in a long time heading into the Big 12. So I I don't know. I want to see – I think we all want to see – Oregon versus Washington. I think we all want that rematch, but the fact that there is still on rivalry weekend, a doomsday scenario for that conference uh, is beautiful. That's college football. That's November college football right there. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's going to be a real shame if Oregon doesn't make it. If I don't get to see Bo Nix again, play this Washington team, I'll be very sad.
1: Yeah. I think we all want the rematch on a neutral field. Also, I think
0: I'd, I don't think I'd watch the game. I don't think I'd, I'd skip the Pac-12
1: championship. <laughs> I'd still watch it, but either way. Um, I, I love this because this is a prime example of divisionless conferences in college football. If the Pac-12 was put in divisions, likely Oregon... Well, I mean, not necessarily likely, but probably Oregon and Washington would be in the same division. So with Oregon losing to Washington on the road... Um, they would be out. They would be out. They wouldn't even be in contention to play in the game because they have that one loss. But instead, since it's divisionless, they have a chance still to win one more game and put themselves in and prove that on a neutral field they can be the better team. That's I mean, that's crazy to me that someone like the Big Ten is not like that. Because you're not gonna see Ohio State, Michigan in a championship game. That's gross.
2: No no rematches for teams like that. Big twelve has always been known for that as well, being divisionless, you mm-hmm. know. The best two teams play play the same that. team, you know, again is always a possibility. Yeah. And I love that fact, especially in the Pac-Twelve, especially in their last year. I agree with Zach. I would love to see these two Heisman trophy hopefuls battle it out in the Pac-Twelve championship to see who ultimately will probably make it into the college football playoff.
1: Does I guess that's not one of our questions. Does Oregon, if they win that, do they get in? Do they pick a Pac-12 Oregon with one loss over a one-loss Bama and Georgia? Do they pick them over a one-loss Ohio State Michigan? You know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I hope so. <laughs> I hope I so Oregon too.
2: Would, that would be pretty pretty cool.
1: Uh, we have our first loser here, the SEC around week 13 every year, has their paid bye week. Uh, they pay a less than ideal team to come into their home field. They pay them a lot of money and they kick the crap out of them every single year. Well, not the case for Auburn this weekend. Auburn lost their $1.8 million <laughs> bye week. They were a 23.5 point favorite to New Mexico State and they lost by 21 points. That's um, embarrassing. I don't have a lot to say there. It's embarrassing, but earlier in the season season, we were talking about this Auburn team and about their inept offense. And I believe in this game, they threw for like 120 yards and I don't think they threw for a touchdown, but so per the usual, they can't get anything going through the air, which is what Hugh freeze was brought in for. Um, we were, we talked about earlier in the season, whether or not the Tigers should be patient with Hugh freeze now here we are. He's losing to New Mexico State. He's got the Tigers at five wins. They have to play Alabama for bowl eligibility. uh, or They might have six wins already, but either way, I think they're playing Alabama for bowl eligibility. Is Hugh Freeze two seasons in on an early hot seat? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I would say so, for sure. Especially in the SEC. You have to be winning ballgames in order to get The recognition you deserved in the in the SEC, Mizzou has been a perfect example this year. True, the SEC, they've been not great, you know, for the last you know ten years or so, but now they're stepping back in and they're becoming, you know, maybe a perennial superpower if they can continue their success. Obviously, but Auburn has always been known as a defensive juggernaut. Plus, the offense has always been able to be somewhat usable and you know work around but losing to New Mexico State definitely hurts if especially if you're an Auburn fan and especially if you're looking at Hugh Freeze and you're like, man, do we give you another year at this point?
1: I hate to see a coach I think his contract's only three seasons. So I, I would like to see him finish that out at least. I hate to see a coach go after two seasons because of the age old. They don't have their team yet. They haven't been able to instill their full culture by season three is where you should be seeing your most results because you've got two recruiting classes in, you've got the players develop that you want to develop. Your culture should be set in stone there. Um, you should be getting guys to buy in by year three, but the current college football era is different. You've got the transfer portal. You've got NIL. You can recruit differently and you're in the sec. You should not necessarily be progress progressing faster because you're playing in the sec as well. You're not just in it, but realistically, you should be progressing faster than other college football coaches are allowed to because you have more tools, you have more weapons. I mean, where Auburn is at, down in Alabama, they should be able to recruit like crazy. You've got NIL, you've got some of the best sponsors in America. It shouldn't take you, it can take you, but it shouldn't take you three seasons to develop any sort of an offense, and they have none.
0: Yeah, I don't I, – I feel like they'll probably finish out his third season. I mean, because I feel like the buyout would be just too – like it wouldn't make sense for them to buy him out for the last season, just let him play the last season. And, you know, maybe they have some success and do something. But, like, I feel like they're at a point where they should at least be hitting a bowl game pretty easily and, like, hitting a stride and actually looking good on an offensive standpoint. And they, they're the exact – they're just like Duke, who just – has a solid defense, but just can't pass the football. To it's, save it's
1: funny you say Duke. Cause I was literally about to say if anyone, if there's anyone they're going to go after, I think Auburn would be a perfect fit for Mike Elko down there in Duke. But it's, it's weird yeah, that you see? said that. Cause I was about to say that, but either way, I think Hugh Freeze is definitely on a hot seat. He's got at most this third contract season to get something, yep. anything going. You don't need to win the sec, but you should be improving to that eight, nine win slot and be competing. Yep. Barely bowl eligible is not cutting it for what you were supposed to bring to this school. Regardless, we've got one more winner. The Heisman race might, might finally be narrowing down once and for all. We've got two guys. Uh, My numbers heading into this have now changed. We now have Jaden Daniels favored in the Heisman race at minus 125 and Bo Nix just behind him at plus 150. This weekend, their two performances. Bo Nix saw four hundred four yards and six touchdowns. Jaden Daniels, four hundred thirteen yards, six touchdowns in the air, ninety six yards rushing, two touchdowns on the ground. Broke Joe Burrow's single game touchdown record at LSU. is crazy. Um. So, Yikes. really, what we're here for is to determine, you know, who do we think wins this Heisman award? Obviously, Daniels is favored right now. Their numbers are ridiculously similar. <laughs> Uh, Jaden Daniels yeah. sitting at 3577 yards passing, 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. Bo Nix sitting at 3539 yards, 35 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um I want to give I want to give my two cents on on my pick here. It's Jaden Daniels, but here's why. Um when you look at teams for like a college football playoff scenario, you look at their strength of schedule, their strength of wins. Bo Nix is playing great, yes, but he's got some of the best weapons in America. His one top 25 team he's played, he lost to. Um, They don't have a single top 25 win. Oregon doesn't have one. So outside of that game against Washington, you're playing a bunch of below par Pac-12 defenses and tearing them up. Great. But the Pac-12 isn't known for defense, so you're going to put up those numbers. Jaden Daniels is playing in the SEC, and putting up numbers like that. He put up numbers like that against Alabama. I mean, this dude is playing some of the best teams in the country. He has played four top 25 teams this season and beat three of them.
0: Where I think he's got the biggest edge that you didn't... I mean, he's got a 1,000 rushing yards,
1: too. Yeah, I didn't didn't get the rushing yards.
0: adds 10 more touchdowns in just rushing yeah so he's got 46 total touchdowns touchdowns. with only five turnovers because he fumbled it once is a that's absurd and like you're saying he's going against some of the best defenses in the country consistently week to week and he's still putting up these numbers i I think at some point like i think you kind of do have to look at record at in in some regards like in the nfl like with mvp if someone's got like if someone wins 16 games and loses one because it's 17 games yep they're going to probably get it over someone who went like ten and seven, and like I I I, I like Bo Nix a lot, and I think he should get it. But I'm not going to be shocked if Jaden Daniels gets it. I got to stick with Bo Nix because that's what I predicted when we did the whole prediction you. thing. So I'm gonna stick. With, I'm a stick with Bo Nix, especially when he wins Pac-12.
2: There you go. I am honestly surprised. Surprised at Jaden Daniels' numbers, but also not so surprised. Because I remember early on in the season we were talking about this guy and how he was able to move the ball not only through the air but with his feet. Seeing it last week, of course, just absolutely going nuts all year absolutely going nuts why not why not you know L- another lsu guy another you one another win another, <laughs> win another <laughs> why high year. Why um,
1: not? jaden daniels at lsu is exactly what i thought jordan travis was going to be at florida state this season the dude is doing everything for wow. his team like yep. he's fun to watch um very fun to watch with that said um speaking of jordan travis We've got uh we've got another loser here. I don't want to call Florida State losers. He's not a loser, but Florida State advances to the ACC title game, but it's going to be without Jordan Travis. Uh, he got a had a leg injury this weekend. That's what it's been clarified to. I don't think they've really specified anything yet. Uh very gruesome injury that really sucks to see there. Um exited the North Alabama game. They still managed to win that like 56 to 10 or something, but uh, Travis, yeah. he's lit up this season with twenty touchdowns and just two interceptions. I don't think he's fumbled it either. Yeah. He also has like four or five rushing touchdowns as well. So he's had a an incredible season himself. I I got a few questions here. Uh, the first one is: Can Florida State still win the ACC? Um, to me, I don't see why not. You're gonna play probably what Louisville in the championship game. Probably. Louisville's good, but. Louisville has shown a lot of weaknesses. This Florida state team all around is still better than that Louisville team is. Um, backup quarterback, Tate roadmaker, uh, came in for Jordan Travis in that game, went 13 for 23, not great on accuracy there, but 217 yards and two touchdowns. They've got a guy who can fill the gap. They've got a guy who can do what he needs to do from what it appears.
0: Yeah. They've, they've got enough in him to be able to still win games because that offense is still really good like they've yeah. got talented running backs they got talented receivers their o-line is good they protect really well um but then on i mean on the flip side of the ball their defense is solid like yes. they they force turnovers they contain teams uh their coaching staff is really smart it's obviously losing Jordan Travis is a huge like huge loss but like it's not going to i don't think take them out of the ACC chain. I don't think it's going to take them out of winning the ACC.
2: I, I don't know man. This Louisville <laughs> team has been rolling recently. They've been playing really good defense. They've been playing you know pretty all right on offense winning, like, winning games. What do you mean? I got to play devil's advocate. I guess obviously you. this Florida State team isn't going <laughs> to be the same with your, with you know backup whatever his name is i'm sorry um
1: <laughs> he, Roadmaker. Not,
2: i, was, not, I don't want to say his last name he's not Paving jordan Rhodes. travis not jordan travis all right yeah and he's this, he's this team, the ACC championship this louisville <laughs> team is healthy they their defense looks solid i i don't why not i think it'll be a great acc championship tune in It'll be must watch um, football to me. With I will this, agree with that. It will be a really good game
1: to me with this Florida state team. It comes down to leadership, especially the, with their coaching staff, especially with their head coach. Mike Norvell has this group wrapped around his finger. He's done incredible things down there. Uh, this Florida state team has, I think the edge to me, talent wise against anybody they play right now in the ACC. They also have the edge on that staff. They have the edge and the ability to win games in different ways, just based on the knowledge that is in that room that is on that team. That's why I still think they have the edge over Louisville. But again, like Joe said, we'll see. Um Let's say they beat Louisville. They go to that title game. They beat Louisville. Here's a question kind of floating around college football right now. They beat Louisville. They're undefeated. They're what? 12 and 0. Does a undefeated Florida State team without Jordan Travis still get considered for the college football playoff? Because while they loosely look at stuff like that, they still look at stuff like that. My my honest answer is yes, cuz they're 12 and 0, they won their championship game. They're they'd probably be one of just three 12 and 0 teams. It'd be hard to not put them in there. Um but at the same time, they're going to they want to put the best matchups on the field. The committee looks at that, so I I don't know. I I mean,
0: they'll definitely get looked. Like you said, I mean, they're going to be a 12-0 team. They'll be looked at as the top team in the country, but I don't think that they could compete with the Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. I, I don't think... They can't compete with them without Jordan Travis, and I don't even think with Jordan Travis they can stand at <laughs> the same so level either, of some but... of those teams.
2: They'll definitely get looked, but... I I have to agree with both of you. I think it'd be hard not to look at this Florida State team, especially at twelve and oh, you know, but and that's a huge but and a huge asterisk right next to it. You know, we don't no Jordan Travis means we'll you know, we'll see. We'll see if this Tate guy can be the guy, or
1: we'll see, you know, if the he folds. Here's uh here's a fun one. We're we're gonna talk about this matchup here in a moment. But uh, Louisville plays Kentucky this weekend. Um, really? If Louisville beats Kentucky, Louisville is, I believe, 10-1. So Louisville goes to the championship game. They're 11-1. Does Louisville have any kind of look at the college football playoff if the right scenarios happen? Obviously, no. Louisville is not getting a look over a one-loss Bama. They're not getting a look over a one-loss Michigan. They're not getting a look over a one-loss Texas. So, honestly, I've already answered my question. No. <laughs> so, never mind. That's not a fun one. I just answered my question. They have no chance. I mean, I mean they
2: are a fun team to look at because of how hot they've been and how they've kind of just been, you know, just winning ball games unquestionably, like basically every game they've played recently. But just it'd no. Be, it'd be fun, but <laughs> it'd nah. be, yeah. Like, no. there's just too much competition yeah. on, no, on the top of the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, partially the big 12, you know, like, it's, yeah. The, no, it it, it kind of just looks like, like, the top teams, like, the top
0: five, six teams in the country are just so much better than everyone else. Yeah. It kind of, like, it. it's sad. It's kind of crazy to say, but, like, you look at it, they are. Like, even top eight, because Alabama's sitting at eight, they're just... In a tier above all these other guys so like even when like if a Louisville were to somehow win the ACC or Florida State like they're they can't compete with those top guys yeah
1: it's a lot like college wrestling in a sense you have like five really really good wrestling programs and there's nobody else in other chance. Ones. yeah um and none of those other meets are even close um but either way that's why I love college hoops so much but let's um uh, Let's get to some spotlight features. It's rivalry weekend. We've got five games. Yeah, we've got five games to cover this weekend. Uh, we're going to go through these pretty quick here. Up, down, give our picks. We've got the first one here. We've got number 20, Iowa, sitting at 9-2, and two, going on the road to take on Nebraska at 5-6. and six. Uh, Fun fact for you guys, Nebraska's favored by 1.5 going into this game um another fun fact for you guys brock purdy's little brother chubba purdy will be the starter for nebraska
0: he had two drives and he had a 56 not two drives total but he had a 56 yard touchdown run yep and then the next drive threw for like 57 yards at a touchdown and then
1: they didn't let him throw the ball the rest and of the then game he
0: didn't do anything yeah.
1: uh no that that was very frustrating they went from letting this kid absolutely cook to right back to Nebraska football, run the option a bunch. I think he threw the ball like eleven more times the entire game. Something like that. Yeah. What, dude? Anyway, honestly, though, the heroes game. The heroes game. Who do we got? Give me Iowa by fifty. Honestly, Iowa can't score fifty. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, give me
0: Iowa by like twenty-two.
2: I was gonna say Iowa by a million, but then I thought I all Iowa can't score even. 20 points in a game. Why would they be able to score?
0: 22-0. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 okay, uh, okay, Relax. Relax. But anyways, no, Hawks by three.
1: I think Uh, three-nothing might be the final score, but either way, uh, a game like this, you don't really have offenses. Iowa's a better defense. Play the field position game. Win three-nothing. I'm going to take Iowa as well. I think
0: they get two pick
1: sixes. I think it's only right that Iowa's ten and two. They build a lot of hype going into the Big Ten title game, and then they lose seven hundred to nothing. Whoa. And Iowa yeah, fans, yeah, 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 Iowa fans, pretend like they don't care. Anyway, we got at our... this
0: point as an Iowa fan, I don't care. We Here, it.
1: Here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing. I got a lot this there's a, a lot of Iowa fans. The, there's on Twitter no point
2: to the game then. You talking a lot, like, no a lot of trash.
1: Everyone's oh, we, everyone's pissed about the Hawks. No we're not. We just want you to admit and accept that you are not actually proud of the fact that you were in the Big 10 title game if you lose 70 to nothing. There is no hey. way
0: Hey, at least we're making it. You are playing What's Iowa in State the doing?
1: big. You are playing in the Big Ten What's West. What's Iowa State doing? You are playing in the What's Big Iowa Ten West. West. Iowa is the only team in the Big Ten West that is over five hundred. Yeah, we're ranked. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we got our next matchup here for the Governor's Cup. We've got Louisville at ten and one. Like I said, <laughs> staying at home to take on Kentucky at six and five. This one is normally a very interesting matchup. I'm sure it will be again. You got that Kentucky on Kentucky matchup there. I think Louisville could really struggle in this one. I think they could really struggle mostly against that Kentucky defense. Keep this game very low scoring. It's gonna come down to those explosive plays. If it's a low scoring game, it's gonna come down to those explosive plays. I think Louisville is more capable of making those specific plays. Um, they're going to shut down that Kentucky pass like they do with every team they face, um, which already limits explosive plays right there. I think Louisville takes this one. I think they're eleven and one going into that that ACC title game.
0: Yeah, this one I might take Louisville by thirty. <laughs> I I don't I don't like this Kentucky team. I really don't like their offense. It, it looks good, and their defense is all right. But like they can, I feel like it's one or the other. They never have like both going at the same time. Their offense either looks really good or their defense looks really good, or their offense looks really, really good, and their defense is just like, we're going to do enough to win the game. And, I mean, like Pedro was talking earlier, this Louisville team is rolling. Uh, They look really good on both sides of the ball, and I I think they take this one kind of handily.
2: I'm going to side more with Ethan on this one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, per se. I think it's going to be more of a defensive matchup, but I do agree that I think Louisville is – the more explosive offense and can get and create more offense than I think this Kentucky team can. So yeah, give me give me Louisville by at least ten. I
1: like that. We've got a, we've got the all. Iron Bull. Um it's given us a lot of interesting matchups over the years, but I'm gonna be oh, honest going with, with you right now, it's not that team. Jesus. It's not that team this year. Um <laughs> this Auburn team is leaps and bounds behind Alabama. Alabama's hit an end of season stride. Auburn has regressed at the end of the season. I don't think this game's close. It is a 14 and a half point spread Alabama on the road. I might take that 14 I'll take it. and a half. Alabama, give me Alabama. Give me, give me yeah. Alabama by 30. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We've got another one here. We've got that uh coveted Civil War, not the nickname anymore. Um, you know, a lot of stuff went on politically. They got rid of that nickname. I think it's a badass nickname. Anyway, we're not going to get into politics. Civil War. Uh, we've got number six, Oregon 10 and one staying at home to take on Oregon State at eight and three. Like we said, big stakes here. Not for Oregon State, though. Oregon State's just kind of the middleman here, but they want to win this game. Believe me, this is one of the dirtiest rivalries in college football, if you watch this game, they want to win this game. Uh, and Oregon wants to win this game just as bad. These two teams hate each other. To me, Oregon's a very, very complete team right now. They're very good at times on defense, but more than anything, they're very good on offense. They make those explosive plays two or three times every drive. Um, this team's just got the pieces. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Bo Nix is up there for that Heisman. Oregon state does not have what it takes to contain what this Oregon team can be. Um, they almost took Washington in the rain last week, but I think we got sunny skies this weekend. So give me Oregon in this game.
0: I'm going to say, I said it once, said it twice. I'm going to say it. I've said it three times. I'm going to say it four times. (laughs) Give me Oregon by 30. Okay.
1: Joe, what do we got?
2: Uh, i really like the coverage that you did on this uh this pick here ethan but i just uh I, I think this oregon team is just is that is is that oregon team and they this this oregon team is going to walk into the pac-12 championship and they're going to win that thing they're going to beat washington this time Anytime. talk about it keep talking they're going to make it into the playoff Joe's predicting
1: next week's game. So, yeah, man. I think we, all got, I think we all got Oregon this week, in the
0: one. I'll predict this week's game, I'll predict next week's game, I'll predict the college football
1: championship <laughs> semifinals, and then I'll predict now, the college championship. What I don't agree with Oregon by thirty is Oregon is a 13 and a half point favorite <laughs> i think this game is closer than two touchdowns but we'll see we'll see maybe not, not.
2: give me the cover i'd say 10 10 points 10 points. 10 points
1: is fine i just i don't think there's a two touchdown game but we'll see just because of the rivalry these two teams don't ever finish that far from each other but we'll see we'll see uh we've got the game we've got number two ohio the state games. at 11 and 0 going on the road to the big house to take on number three Michigan. I don't think we really need to explain this game. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. versus Blake Corum. It's two unathletic white quarterbacks. It's it's the Harbaugh suspension. It's the chips on the shoulders. These two teams hate each other. There are not another two teams in college football that hate each other more than these two genuinely hate each other. Texas and Oklahoma is probably close. There's been bloodshed in this rivalry a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times. And it's always high stakes. We've got two teams fighting to go to the playoff right now. They might both go regardless. But we've got two teams fighting to go to the playoffs right now. This is a big one. This is a big one. Um, I'm going to let you guys pick first because I'm on the fence.
0: I, give me Michigan, bro. I like This Michigan offense is... Clicking, Like, I mean, they played Penn State, and J.J. McCarthy did next to nothing. And uh, Blake Corum put up, like, 100 and some odd, 115 yards or something like that. And, like, I I, I just don't know how you beat this Michigan team. They're so freaking good everywhere you look. They got talented receivers. They got talented quarterback. They got a talented running back. Their coaching staff is fantastic. Obviously, he's gone. But, you know, bet –
1: Dude, that Michigan Give me stuff Michigan. That Michigan Give me stuff's Michigan. getting deep, man. They fired their assistant coach for destroying evidence. That's crazy. Anyway, Joe, what's your pick?
2: I respect the Michigan pick because of all the Jim Harbaugh stuff that's going Don't on, obviously. Off, <laughs> obviously, Jim Harbaugh is a great head coach, and it's not like every other college football program isn't doing this in college football, obviously. So why is he being suspended? Anyways, because he I pissed off, off the NCAA Joe. Yeah, well, screw those. It's guys. like tax anyways. evasion.
1: If it's minor, they're not going to get you unless you piss them off. Anyway, continue.
2: Uh, and, <laughs> anyways, that being said, <laughs> that's facts. I think Ryan Day has something to prove this year. That he's a bad coach. I
1: like that actually.
2: I think he he's has got a chip, to this year, and I think he has to. He, this is his championship team. They're playing lights out defensively. They have been ho- holding you know very good offenses to n- not being very good. Obviously, their offense isn't quite as great as it could be, but they do enough to win ball games. I think, and Zach said he doesn't know what can stop this Michigan's team. I think this Ohio State defense can. I think they can find a way to stop the run effectively and Bottle up J.J. McCarthy. Kyle McCord's going to throw for a couple touchdowns. Travion Henderson's going to run for 150 yards.
1: I like it. I like it. You got Pardon Ohio me? State, Joe. Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes. I'm a, OHIO, baby. I'm going to piggyback off of a few thoughts there. Both teams got chips, man. Both teams got chips on their shoulders. Michigan's getting punished right now, like Joe said, for stuff that every team across the country done. They've dug themselves a bigger hole, which doesn't help. But Ryan Day's got a chip on his shoulder. You got to remember, Michigan went to the shoe last year, and Michigan won this game by a heaping helping and a half. Ohio State wants to kick their ass this year. Here's the difference. This ain't the Ohio State team of old. This Ohio State team's got a defense. This Ohio State team wins games physically. This Ohio State team has a whole different attitude than any Buckeye team you've ever seen. Um, Not only that, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the difference in this game. If Marvin Harrison Jr. has a good day, you've got a shot. If he doesn't, I don't see it. You are going to live and die by that man right there. With that said, I think Michigan can shut down Marvin Harrison Jr. I think Michigan has the pieces on offense. I think you're going to see Blake Corum have a ballistic day. You're at home, big stakes. Michigan gets to that championship game. They get Harbaugh back. Michigan makes a big late season run. I am going to take Michigan to win back-to-back in the game.
0: It's also in Michigan. It is. No one has beaten Michigan in Michigan ever. Well, ever again. <laughs> in, in, in the world. No one's ever,
1: ever done it. <laughs> ever.
0: No one's ever done it. No one's ever going to do it.
1: <laughs> Either way.
2: I don't know. Sure I, Ohio State used to beat them up in the big house all yeah, they the did. time. Here's the thing. <laughs> this
1: is going to be a beautiful football game. I. It's going to be great. I think it's you're going to see just a fantastic game here. I don't care who wins it because we're we might get the game of the year in this one. I'm excited. Let's see how it goes, but I'm taking Michigan here. Uh, we've reached a halfway point, which means college football is done. Uh, in the past few weeks, we would have done halfway heaters here, but we don't. We don't have any hot takes this week. You guys, you guys let us down.
2: You guys let us down.
1: You know that because you didn't give us hot takes this week. If you want us to bring back hot or halfway heaters where we take your guys' hot takes, we discuss them and we rate them. Give us hot takes. Go down to the comments down below. Give us your best takes. College football, NFL, broad football takes. Doesn't matter. It can be from this week. It can be from 1972. Give us your hot takes. We want to go over them. Um, you guys, you know, don't, don't let us down. We'll, we'll get back to that next episode. But with that said, we're going to get right into NFL talk. Zach, it's uh, it's your time to shine here, baby. Let's Lions go. mounted a comeback win against the Bears this weekend. First of all, before I get into this, Zach, I was terrified about the Bears winning that game because I didn't want. I was cr- it. I, I was <laughs> almost I, in
0: tears. I didn't just so all. The I didn't know if I wanted to see the game. Zach
1: that we got if the Lions lost to Justin Fields. The Zach <laughs> um, wouldn't have been here. Wouldn't have been here. <laughs> they mounted a late game comeback to improve. To eight and two, which is significant for the we'll first get time in 1962, or as our bottom bar says, for the first time since your grandfather can remember, um, first time since the NFL merger. Um, yeah, Lions win 31-26 after being down 26-14 late to spoil Justin Fields' return. Um, first of all, Justin Fields, this dude, his fault. I I was watching this game with my father and. I literally told him how bad Justin Fields is in the clutch, and I said, I guarantee you there is a turnover coming up, and the Lions are going to win this game. And yep. that's exactly what happened. Um, the Lions improved 8-2, eight eight and two, obviously, first time in 60 years. David Montgomery and his return to Chicago, 76 yes, yards, game-winning touchdown. Game-winning oh, touchdown. Only question I got, Zach, how are we feeling about the Lions, man? Keep talking. No, 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 no. Keep talking. Keep praising them <laughs> uh, I have one more thing let actually. Uh, the let, Vikings let Come Vikings on. lost this weekend, so the Lions are pretty much a lock for that division at this oh, point. Oh my gosh! Um, but either I way, mean, Zach,
2: weren't we calling that at the beginning of the year?
1: Yes, I've been calling it since last year. Zach, Weird. how we how we feeling right now about the Lions?
0: Honestly, the biggest thing is they had five turnovers as a team and won this game. Jared Goff yeah. had three interceptions. They had two fumbles, and they still won this and game. So won. That's absurd. That was bad That's absurd. And only, forced, and only forced two or two turnovers. They had a fumble, swords delay the game, and then Justin Fields sucks and fumbles <laughs> the ball at the end of the game. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm at a loss. They <laughs> were so good. Forward. Jared Goff had 100 in, in the last two drives, had 147 yards passing. 147. Jared Goff, I love you. I hated you in the first half and the third quarter right. and pretty much most of the
1: fourth quarter. I want an honest answer here. I've got the Lions schedule pulled up. The Lions face. Here's oh, the rest out. of their schedule. We're running out. Lions it's have Packers, at home. the Packers. Packers, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. The Packers. No, you're off. You got the Packers at home.
0: Uh, I wasn't going you've to got order. the
1: Saints on the road. Then you've got the Bears on the road. Did- then you've got Broncos at home, Vikings on the road, Cowboys on the road, and then Vikings at home. What am I worried about? If there's any of those you think you're losing, what could it be? I think I, Cowboys on the road is a tough game. Cowboys on the road is a tough Ant- game. You have to no beat the Vikings way. two times in three weeks. I,
0: I, I, who cares? They got freaking a rocket scientist who can't throw a ball past twenty five <laughs> yards. They got to... We're not worried about that. They don't have a run game. The Lions are the, one of the best run stopping teams in the off, in, in the league. Unless someone has a running quarterback, then they just get crapped on for no reason.
1: Might have Jettis back. The, who cares? <laughs> okay. We're gonna have
0: CJ. We're gonna have CJ Johnson back. So do you, the, Honestly, do you genuinely
1: most, believe you're winning out? The
0: only team I am somewhat nervous about is the Denver Broncos. They are they yep. look
2: scared. Yep. <laughs> the theme of the episode is rolling, and the Denver Broncos,
1: yeah, the are, Denver doing, Broncos they are, are doing. The Denver
0: Broncos are rolling.
1: That. They are doing I, that four straight, baby, four straight. We'll get to that.
0: I, I, if the Lions play like they played this week, I think they struggle more against like the. Uh, they'll struggle against the Vikings in one of the games. They always do. Green Bay will be a cakewalk because they suck. Uh, the Broncos that if they play like they did last week, the, this week they'll struggle. Because Denver's for some reason good again.
1: <laughs> Russ is back, baby. Then, Let him cook.
2: Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> he's he's they're riding. Pause.
1: But they're anyway. doing. <laughs> they're doing.
0: They're they honestly that's the game. I'd be if that game was in Denver, I'd be more nervous. But it's at it's in Detroit. Uh, obviously, I say the Dallas one. I'm not worried about, but that is, you know, it's a nervous one. So you
1: think realistically, the Lions could finish as at least a fourteen win team, I'm still saying that Cowboys game is a really tough game, but that's assuming I, I, you only lose one more you're still you're saying the lions should be at think, least a fourteen and three team
0: yes, I think they realistically I think they drop one, maybe two, and I think the only reason they would drop two is because Jared Goff is just he'll he'll just have a, like a terrible game like he did last week, yeah. But but he way, does bounce back really well. They're
1: way overperforming. The Lions were projected at eight and a half wins. Yeah, they're so, the best who, team in the NFL. They're the best team who, in the NFL.
2: Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? We would have We praise this did. Lions team. We, Who, who, who would have thought
0: that three years ago that the Detroit Lions would be eight and two, the Cleveland Browns would be seven and three, and the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> would be seven and
1: three? I don't think anybody would have thought? thought that. I don't think anybody Me, only about the
0: Lions, (laughs) because I don't care about the other two teams. Um, Lions by 40 the rest of the year.
1: Joe, you said it. The theme of the episode is rolling. The the Broncos are doing exactly that. They have won four straight with a Chiefs loss tonight against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Broncos would be just one game back in that division. Um, It won't happen. They should be three games ahead in the division. We're going to get this episode going so we can watch that game, but... That said, Broncos are rolling. They beat the Vikings largely off of a Josh Dobbs late interception, beat them twenty-one to twenty. Or yeah, it was an interception in the red zone and then they went and scored. Uh with one of here's the tough thing with the Broncos. Uh they're rolling right now. They're a game back from the Chiefs. But they've got one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. They don't play the Chiefs again. They played the Chiefs again. They already played twice. Yes. I uh and luckily one. i don't have to google this schedule i know it off the top of my head aka my notes um they <laughs> their remaining schedule is versus the browns they go on the road to take on the texans they go on the road to take on the chargers on the road to take on the lions a three-game road stretch against three really good teams right now they are at home against the patriots at home against the chargers and then they go on the road to take on a surging raiders team they um. Oh. <laughs> I, admit, dude, I hate the Raiders. They're so bad. Hey, hey, why, yeah, are no they, hey, why are they no
0: winning? Games? Why? 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 Angel Connell sucks. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Antonio Pierce, man. Or Anthony Pierce. He's letting, oh, it's so gross. He's letting that team do what they it's do, so you know? gross. Either way, uh, really tough schedule. The dogs. Can they keep rolling with this schedule and maybe. Sneak around and win this division. No. Why not?
2: The, the, the Chiefs are going to win this got division. got a
0: tough schedule like, too. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, You're that it's confident gonna we're Chiefs. not going to
1: revisit this in a few weeks?
0: We'll revisit it, and I'll still think it's going to be the Chiefs. It's, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't hate the Chiefs, but I don't want them to win the division.
2: But... Who else? It's not going to be Denver. They're not going to. No. I would be broken if the Denver Broncos won the division (laughs) this year. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. I would be be broken. It's definitely not what we would have expected. It it would
2: be completely out of the Chiefs character to start losing ball games, especially after the bye week. Um, That being said, Andy Reid is known for being one of the best head coaches of winning after a bye week.
1: He's the best, dude. Chiefs, and they Chiefs play the Eagles. This,
2: Chiefs stub Chiefs this weekend, just or tonight, just so yeah. everyone's watching.
0: Oh, with now you're on the Chiefs bandwagon I'm again. T- <laughs> bandwagon? Hey man, like he's
2: not a week. fan. All I needed, all really I needed was the bye week. week. All two, I needed was the bye three week. Three weeks ago, how, how they shouldn't have beaten the Vikings, how they shouldn't have beat the Jets, how Andy they shouldn't have beat, should have beat the Jets. They
1: Andy Reid is ever one of the greatest coaches of all time off of bye weeks.
0: I don't care. Give me the... Give me Jalen Hurts by fifty. No, nope. go him? ahead. Try to contain him. Go ahead. Try just, to contain him. You just won't.
1: Jalen Hurts. He
2: yeah. he's, he's been throwing picks right and left the last couple weeks, and still winning.
1: Um, I don't know if you guys watch um, New Heights, the Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey podcast, but they were talking. They a have podcast. a at uh, what do you say at Buffalo app? Wild Jason Wings. Like. <laughs> at Buffalo Wild Wings, they have a watch party <laughs> in Philadelphia. And they're doing a drinking game at this watch party, right? Oh, and gosh. they're doing a drinking game. Some of their things were like, take a shot every time Mama Kelsey's announced, take a shot every time they have like the dual cam of Travis and Jason. Take a shot every time Taylor Swift is announced. It's like you are gonna kill Philadelphia. You are gonna you better hope they take these people's keys before they get to the door. They better like, be taking a shot of water. <laughs> Good like, Lord. Goodness. Um uh much hey, yeah. mentioned. Put it in the thumbnail. Should be <laughs> yeah she was. Should be a beautiful <laughs> game. Um, let's talk 49ers. Let's talk Brock Purdy, actually. I'm good to skip it. Brock Purdy had the first perfect passer rating as a 49ers quarterback since Joe Montana this weekend. He went twenty-one for twenty-five, three hundred and thirty-three yards, three touchdowns. The check down Kings, three touchdowns were all 20 plus yards and 10 plus yards in the air for each of them. Um Here's my question. Is Brock Purdy back in the MVP talks? Why, Zach? He's he's not the most valuable player on his team. Why not?
0: Because he the three games that they were out without, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, full healthy, they Ooh. lost.
1: Correct. They lost. He was he, without his weapons. He still was... He still was right there. He led a game-winning drive in the one. He led his team in rushing in the game where McCaffrey struggled. That he was doing drive, his part in all of those games.
0: That game-winning drive shouldn't have been a thing if he wouldn't have thrown his
1: interceptions. Still put him right back there. Who's the most valuable player Should, on this team? The, McCaffrey, who hasn't ran. For, Debo. Debo has... Debo's catching like four passes a game right now.
0: It, just like you said, Debo comes back. It opens yes, up Brandon. Iuk, it opens impact. up Chris McCaffrey it opens up George Kittle. Debo's Debo. impact
1: on opening up teammates is big. Yes, it shows. It shows. <laughs> that we, does not make him the most valuable player. It's not. Brock it's not Brady McCaffrey. Not I'll have you. I'll let you guys know. McCaffrey hasn't rushed for over a hundred yards since we talked about him winning MVP. Um, which sucks. It's not Brock Purdy, which sucks. By the way,
2: Brock, Brock Purdy can be put in the top five of the MVP. He can be put
0: in the top ten. You guys are right. gross. But, Here's your favorite.
1: But, Here's your favorite for MVP: Patrick Mahomes, two thousand four hundred forty-two passing yards, lies. seventeen lie. touchdowns, eight interceptions. Here's your Why? second. Here's winning your second place
0: top team in the AFC.
1: Brock Purdy's also winning his division top team in the NFC. Anyway, Jalen nope, Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts is number two. Uh, 2,347 yards, 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, Mahomes is third in QBR. Hertz is sixth in QBR. Uh, not only does Brock Purdy have more yards than both of them, he has more touchdowns and less interceptions. Two of his interceptions are on Hail Marys at the end of a game. So let's just say he's got three of them. He hasn't fumbled the ball this season either. Uh, I don't count two of his numbers because he plays on the Dolphins. Uh, let's talk about strength of schedule as well. 49ers are fourth in the league in strength of schedule. The Eagles are 10th. The Chiefs are 28th, and the Dolphins are 30th. I have a question. What's up, Joe? Where's Lamar Jackson on this list? That's Lamar what Jackson I'm about to say. Lamar Jackson doesn't really do anything. I love Lamar, but his numbers aren't comparable. And he's not what? really running the ball this season either. Lamar's like it, eighth uh, in MVP uh, odds.
2: Their offense is clicking.
1: Correct, but the even fact, even he'll say the, even he'll say in his interviews say, that he's not doing anything.
0: I'm gonna say it. <laughs> the fact that you didn't say CJ Stroud at all in that is ridiculous. Okay, Stroud's no, no, I, I was hoping
1: I was hoping you no, would bring up CJ no, Stroud. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Don't you? I don't care. Don't throw stats at me. That team was supposed to be a three win. I will throw C. stats at
1: Why is it a problem when Brock Purdy has a three interception game? CJ Stroud just did the same thing.
0: That one game. what? How many
1: interceptions has he thrown
0: before? And that team was supposed to be a three-win team and is now currently winning their division. And w- and he's put up 500-some yards with Tank Dell and, and, and something. Brown- Noah, is it Noah Brown? Noah
1: something Brown. Like that. But who, Brock who, Purdy.
0: Literally who? Who's the running back? Brock Go Purdy ahead.
1: has the best statistics, uh, in, the the uh, the best statistics in the league. Who's the running back? Brock Purdy has the best quarterback Daniel statistics August in the years. league.
0: Wrong. He's hurt.
1: Brock Purdy has the best quarterback statistics in the league.
0: Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary are his running backs. Brock Purdy is throwing to Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey.
1: Okay, and
0: I would hope you're putting up that many yards with that. It's the same argument. It was like Patrick. Brock Mahomes. Purdy's he the one delivering the ball.
1: Brock Purdy's the one throwing perfect 25 plus yard passes he's got you
0: put zach wilson in that he could do the same thing
1: no he couldn't brock purdy zach wilson's now a third stringer on the jets anyway um brock purdy has the highest pass accuracy on 25 plus yard throws not just this season since the nfl merger he has the highest pass accuracy on 25 plus yard throws since the merger
0: Breckford is not my MVP, and it's not even close. Guess who's
1: not accurate he's on not twenty-five plus five. yard throws? Lamar Jackson's not accurate on those throws. C.J. Stroud is not accurate on those throws. Uh,
0: we're looking at C.J. Stroud, who can do everything. He he is literally running away every single play. He's 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 Justin Fields, but but accurate.
1: Congrats! He runs
0: the football. He runs away from everybody. Has no weapons. He has no offensive line. He's his defense is mad. That's the other thing. Is like if if. If their defense, if the 49ers defense doesn't play as well as they do in those games that Brock Purdy looks shaky, they're not in those games. They're not in a situation to be able to even have Brock Purdy go down and make that last second drive if that defense doesn't step up. The if that defense doesn't step defense, up, they don't, the not
1: 49ers there. defense in that three game losing stretch was rated 26th in the league in total defense.
0: Sure. sure but they, so, in, the, <laughs> in, the time with, in the time that they needed to step up, they did. And when Brock Purdy needed to step up, he threw an interception or he threw a bad pass out of bounds.
1: Brock Purdy still had good enough games in all of those to win the game, and pieces just did not fall. I would, I would, I would argue.
0: I would say in the one, the field goal game, sure. The other two, no. I think you're wrong. uh, Brock Purdy being an MVP is crazy. Why? He's, he's not up there with Patrick Mahomes. He's not up there with Lamar Jackson. He's not up there. He's, up there, I would he's say above, Josh Allen he's
1: above and, everybody you've said so far, statistically, against a harder schedule.
0: Look at, the, look at the, who's winning games. Patrick Mahomes has lost w- twice. Brock Purdy winning Hurts has games lost too. Once.
1: Brock Purdy's winning Hurts has games too.
0: Jalen Hurts has lost <laughs> once. Correct. With his, Brock Purdy has lost three times, lost his weapons, and lost three straight
1: games. Okay, sure, name, sure he, name he, any quarterback who has won without weapons. CJ Stroud, right now. Congrats, CJ Stroud is beating middle-of-the-pack teams just barely. CJ Stroud against Stroud, the 49ers right was, now loses by 25 points, I promise. Sure,
0: sure, yeah, probably,
1: but I guarantee you... I bet they make him Stroud, look silly. I bet the Jaguars Stroud, make him look silly. We're going to see that this Stroud weekend. Is
0: is 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 doing this with no weapons exactly like you're saying and it's a bad thing
1: when the Jaguars make him look silly this weekend we'll talk baby I think Brock Purdy is at least in the conversation he's he's
0: in the top seven
1: that's gross that's gross anyway let's get on to parlay party oh that's crazy let's get on to parlay party we got some gross we got some gross (laughs) games this weekend we got some gross games this weekend. Uh, we've got... Man, I'm going to get attacked by Iowa State fans. <laughs> parlay party. Um, I still like Brock Purdy, just not as an MVP. Settle down, everybody. I think he's a candidate. Anyway, um, parlay party. We sit down. We're going to build you a NFL winner's parlay uh, out of NFL games this weekend. We're going to pick spreads. We're going to pick winners. We're going to try to give you a juice pick as well. Um... What do we got? What's standing up?
0: Honestly, the first thing that I looked at was Eagles minus three and a half. I think they the Bills suck. They they never play up to their competition. Yeah. They struggle against good teams. They're just like the Dolphins. They can't they they struggle against really good teams. And also the fact he didn't mention Tua and the MVP is also crazy. But anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving 30th on. 30th
1: strength of schedule. He has terrible numbers against any team in the top 20.
2: <laughs> Boys.
1: <laughs> Look at his numbers against the Bills. Look at his numbers against the Eagles. Look at his numbers against the Raiders, dude. Terrible. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I like I like Eagles, but I like Eagles money line just because I think I like that money I think that could be a field goal win, and if it's a field goal win, three and a half doesn't hit. So I like Eagles money line. I'm down with that. Um, one I've got highlighted here: Titans against the Panthers. There, I don't know if I like Titans minus four because again, a game this late in the season against two teams like this could be a field goal game, but Titans at home, I think they can take down the Panthers.
0: I, I will also agree with Titans money line on that one.
1: All right, we got Titans money line. We got Eagles money line. <laughs> Ravens. I, I like
0: the
2: Ravens uh, against the Chargers.
0: I was also going to say Ravens
1: that. Ravens on the road. Um, I think their
2: defense is just too good. That defense yeah. travels. and I I think they
1: beat, beat up this Chargers team.
0: Yeah, I'd take them to cover that, especially after this week when the Chargers struggled, struggled against and then lost to the Packers. You
1: take them minus four on the road? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll go Ravens minus four. Ravens minus four. Eagles money line. We've got Titans money line as well. That's three of them. The other a, one, I what's a I don't want. I I hate
0: this one as a pick, simply because I like the other team. But I think the I I think the Steelers win by one and a half because no, like there's no Joe Burrow. I don't think that offense
1: is is that good without him. No, I think you're right. But I, I hate that. No, I hate that go, as a person. We can go Steelers one and a half for sure. We still need... So now we're down to our juice pick. Saints uh, over the Falcons. I was going to say that or the Giants
0: over the Patriots.
1: I've, uh, I've got a question mark by uh, the Raiders at home against the Chiefs. I've got a question mark by it. Don't got to go I- with it.
0: I, if, if anything, I would take Raiders just plus nine. No, but
1: I that's don't. not a juice pick. That's just playing it's it not, safe for the spread. I don't, think, I don't think the Raiders win that game at all. Saints-Falcons, I, I do definitely like, um, just because this game's always close. Um, Give me Tommy DeVito, baby. I kind of like the Bucks on the road against the Colts. The Colts are a shaky team. Thank you. That's also true. The juice one is kind of
0: hard because I feel like there's a lot of options. Dude,
1: these games suck. The easier games to pick are on Thursday afternoon.
0: Like even the Browns and even the Browns and Broncos. Like I I, I like the Browns <laughs> to win that game, but I also like the Broncos. But I like the Browns at home.
1: Browns are on the road. Or
0: I, oh yeah, that's fair. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: I starred that Browns one as well. Just because I think the Browns could definitely be the team to stop that, that hot streak for the Broncos. And
0: I'm going to say it, even though you're not going to agree with it, I'm taking Texans by 30. Gross. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence sucks. Trevor Lawrence sucks. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Trevor
1: Lawrence does not suck, dude. He, That's he's disgusting. mediocre right now. He's middle be. of Lawrence the pack. Not good. He's middle of the pack, but there's only 32 quarterbacks. It's not like they're not all pretty yeah, good at playing and, football. And Trevor,
0: Trevor Lawrence might be in the 20, 20 to 25 range.
1: Nah, yeah. I think he's 15 to 20, probably. Um Sucks. I, I don't know. I like the Browns. I like the Browns to stop that Broncos winning streak. Just defense alone. Miles has been playing out of his so mind. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, my two favorites would be the
0: Browns and the Falcons. Deshaun the Watson
1: is also now out for the season, which scares me with a hot Broncos team. Hey, DTR played pretty well. He did, DTR did but play. Can, if the Broncos happen to get hot by any for any reason, can the Browns stick with that without Deshaun Watson? I don't think Probably this Browns defense is giving up more than 20 points to anybody this season. So it's not like you're going to have a shootout, but I don't know. This juice pick is tough for me because it's a lot of close spreads too. So like,
2: uh, games.
1: I almost want to veer back to that Saints Falcons.
0: I, I, I feel most confident in the Saints Falcons,
1: to be honest with you. Saints on the road. Take Jimmy. that one. Yeah, give me
2: Dennis Allen over uh, Artie Smith here. I like it. So we've
1: got Ravens minus four. We've got Eagles money line. We've got Saints over the Falcons, Saints money line. We then have the Titans money line. And we said Steelers minus one and a half. Yeah. Sounds like our five. That is our five there. What's What's a garbage shoot? For me, it's Patriots Giants. I don't You're, want anything to do with a Patriots Giants spread game. Anything?
2: Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, I don't want uh, also Cardinals Rams. Uh,
1: Especially with how both teams are playing right now, it's it's I tough to
2: gauge how that game's going to go. Cardinals are in desperation mode, and I think the Rams are in desperation mode. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's fair. Cardinals, Rams, Patriots, yeah, Giants. Don't, don't I, touch those I, games. I
0: would say any of the games that we didn't pick don't
1: touch them. They're kind of scary. Don't um, yeah, I like I like those picks. I like those picks. That is uh, gonna do it for episode 11 of Under the Lights. Uh, if you want to tailor picks, don't be a maniac. Tail them as straights. Don't tail the I parlay. Own. If you're gonna tail the parlay, lower your unit size. Tail go the straights and then lower your unit size. Throw a parlay in there. Throw it at like 50 cents. Uh, only bet yeah. what you can afford to lose have fun we're just here to have fun uh we don't want to get you guys in any trouble only bet what you can afford to lose if you need help there's numbers out there call them get the help you need um hopefully you guys enjoyed the show if you did we ask once again subscribe ring the bell get those notifications so you don't miss an episode if you're listening over on podcast follow over there give it a rating let us know overall how you feel Uh, let us know how you feel about the episodes you like them is there something we should improve Is there a segment we can add something you want us to talk about talk about all of it we'll we'll throw it in the episode let us know Uh, we just want feedback from you guys um likely we are probably not going to be live thursday i'm not going to force these guys on thanksgiving to talk about i think the night game is like a commander's game i don't know anyway trash. <laughs> i'm not gonna force these guys to come on on thanksgiving and talk football which means no hoops this week either um, oh no it's
0: 49 or seattle
1: okay either way um so yeah probably no probably no thursday live and probably no hoops episode on friday either but that's fine hopefully we still get our picks out so our records can keep changing there we're getting to the end of spread to spread but uh that's all we got that's all we got for episode 11 and uh Hope you guys enjoyed. We're going to see you guys probably next week. Love it. Peace.